Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though, and a big happy new year to all of our listeners. We hope 2019 is going to be as sweet and probably just as much struggle um, as you (laughs) expect. So we are so excited to be with you every Thursday morning or whenever you listen in this Mm -hmm. new year. We really are excited for this next year. And I just have to say, before we get started uh, and before we get into our topic, Ashley, I know you'll hear me on this, 2019, I was driving yesterday and I was thinking... Everybody going to be at the gym. I'm not going to find my treadmill. <laughs> Everybody going to be doing the whole 30. Everybody going to yep. be doing that thing. Everybody going to be getting their lettuce wraps at the Chick-fil-A. And, uh-huh. and as much as we want to control how things are going to turn out, you know, we, we make all these promises to ourselves. And we can't ever forget that life throws us curveballs. I think when yeah. we are thinking about resolutions, we act like there's no variables. We act like it's just mm-hmm. A plus B equals C. Mm-hmm. And we find out that it's, you know, Things are going to be hard this year for us. Mm-hmm. Things are things are going to be hard in ways we would have never dreamed, and that's okay. That's yeah. okay. It's going to make yep. us stronger if we choose to let it. So as you think about your 2019, I pray it's with um, just a good understanding that things happen outside of our control, and as much yeah. as we want to check off that to-do list, um, it may not happen that way. So just if you're, if you're on a treadmill right now listening to this and you plan on getting a lettuce wrap Jimmy John's after this message is for you, right? That message is for you. I'm not saying don't get healthy. I'm not saying don't eat healthy. I'm saying be realistic. Are you okay that I did that, Ashley? I'm totally okay. (laughs) I have no idea what a Jimmy John's lettuce wrap is. So what are we talking here? Oh my gosh. Do I need to send you a bullet point of all these? I'm going to do it. Yeah, I think you do. I'm going to do it. (laughs) I'm going to do it. Jimmy John's is a (laughs) chain sub sandwich establishment. And created by a man named Jimmy John. It is very popular, and they are known for being very fast in preparing your food. Well, so look at that. by the time you finish paying, usually your sub is ready on the end of the bar. It's it's nice. It's nice. My kids love Jimmy John. It's right next to Trader Joe's, which is just awful. Because then every time we go grocery shopping, they want to go to Jimmy John's. Yeah. But their lettuce wrap, number nine, Italian. Bam. Oh, girl. Shoot. I like that you've memorized the numbers and everything. Oh, it's, well, it's the only one I know. <laughs> don't, don't give me too much credit. I just know there's somebody shaking their head yes right now, being like, oh, no, I've had that number nine, that Italian duo. Oh, you, oh my goodness. No, trio, Italian trio. <laughs> Three different kinds of salami. Lettuce, tomatoes. Oh, my goodness. I can't even talk about it. I think that's – don't wonder what I'm having for lunch today. <laughs> You're going to take the kids to Trader Joe's. <laughs> we did yesterday on a Sunday because apparently I hate myself. Oh, yeah, was, you do. Yeah, that it was, was a bad plan. Oh, oh, you ready for this? And I had let them each have their own little cart, little kid cart. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. So oh, many people. on Sunday. It wasn't my brightest plan. I'm mm. not going to lie to you. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, Trader Joe's. What are you doing to us with all these beautiful things? I found the mushroom umami seasoning i don't know yes. if anyone else has discovered that yet i have not really you already knew that no i have not discovered that. oh i believe it's new i only got hip next to, the to the everything, everything bagel spice right next to that okay right next to that is where you'll well, find it that's for you listeners right, we'll happy new it. year yeah 
Okay, so today we are talking about why you feel stuck, though. And Ashley and I thought this would be a fitting topic in the new year because we are out the gate so excited. But guess what? You brought yourself into the new year. And if you felt stuck on December 31st, there's a good chance you're going to feel stuck in the new year and in January. So we, we, as much as we would want to fly high and do all these things and, you know, We've already shared with you some of the resolutions we've had in the past and <laughs> and how we process those now. Ashley, I'm looking at you, Miss Fitness. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and if you haven't listened to that episode, you need to push pause you on this one. To. Go listen to that one. It is the best. <laughs> It'll make your day. However, um, you bring yourself with you wherever you go. And so being That's able right. to look at how things are going, how you're doing and how you're working through your situations is is a really great start to move in the direction of your dreams and desires and all that you um, all that you believe the Lord has for you in this new year. So why you feel stuck though. Ashley, can you share a time when you felt stuck, plain old stuck? Gosh, I mean, I've had so many in my lifetime, which I'm sure many of you can relate to. There's not just been, been one moment, but I think about my recovery time. So, mm. you know, and again, Many of you, if you've been listening with us, you know I have quite a background, but addiction is definitely in my background, struggling with eating disorder, um, drugs, and using alcohol too, way too much um, to escape and get out of my head and get out of my life. <laughs> and I think that was a time that I really felt stuck in the cycle of addiction, where it felt like, man, I'm literally never going to get out of this. There is no way out. And I would even have a couple of days where things went great, or maybe even I got a week where things were going really well. But then sure enough, I would fall right off the bandwagon because I just didn't know what to do. And I didn't know how to get out of it. I felt so stuck. And I think that um, for me in that time, making one decision at a time is really what helped me feel like I could get out of it. And the, the many decisions that needed to be made for my addiction recovery man, they would completely overwhelm me. When I would think about all the things that I needed to do, I felt like I was drowning underwater. But when I thought to myself, like, just make one good decision, then that's when I started to feel like, okay, there's light at the end of this tunnel. And for me, one of those key decisions was deciding to tell the truth about it, you know, just Mm. to be honest about the fact that I had an addiction, tell the truth to myself first. (laughs) And then I told the truth to God. And I still wasn't ready to share any of that with people in my life. I was not ready to open up about the fact that I was really struggling, but just to admit it to myself even was the first choice to sort of start breaking the chains of addiction. Um, so that was, that was a time in my life when I really felt stuck. Like I'm just never going to get out of this, but one step at a time I did. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. That's so powerful. And just, just to say it back, I think as you said, being honest with yourself, that's underrated, man. It that really is, is so powerful because we can get stuck and be like, why Why are things happening to me like this? And why is this my life? And really being honest with how you got there and and what's feeding into that, uh, that feeling of being stuck, I think is so important before you can ever look for an open door of how to get out of it and be honest yes. and take the next right step. Yep. A time that I felt stuck, a very different example. Uh, I was pregnant, mm-hmm. and we we kind of uh, we actually had started the adoption paperwork for a second time, and then found out we were pregnant. And um, so, kind of was working through some feelings on that of just, oh man, I didn't think this is how, how it was going to be. And mm-hmm. then my husband was excited; the market was good, so he wanted to sell our house, and he was he was feeling the itch to uh, move to a different part of town, and I was, 
I was on board until um, it took three months to find something because we kept getting outbid mm. every time. And on our eighth offer, we finally got something. But that was months and months and months. And I had hyperemesis. Um, mm. For those who have had it, you've probably heard that word. Never want to hear it again. <laughs> but I was very, very nauseous, much more than an average pregnancy all nine months. Yeah. Um, so I was really sick. I was actually on disability for the last half of my pregnancy because um, it was just that great. <laughs> and uh, and so here I am. I felt so stuck. I had and I had really bad uh, nerve pain in my lower back. Mm. So I just would like <laughs> drag my dead leg wherever I went mm. with my big belly, and um <laughs> and and then just hoping not to puke on my shoes at any given moment. Mm. It was a, it was an interesting month. And again, that's yeah. such a. I mean, I, I it sounds so ridiculous to even complain about such a thing because I was carrying life and carrying a baby and that's so precious and I'm so thankful but in the moment right you can find yourself really overwhelmed by the situation so here we were our our house had already closed we'd already moved out and we are living off the generosity of a um, couple that we had met we were living in a little apartment over their garage but we waited to find something they were so kind to offer that to us to this day just so thankful Mm -hmm. they stepped in and offered that but I was pregnant so sick um and i remember there was a stretch there for six weeks that i couldn't i, I broke out in rashes for i don't know what oh that was gosh. part of that was not part of the hyperemesis and i just i felt like my body was failing me so i was mad about that and i just felt so stuck and not sure what we we're gonna do and and really wanted a place to call our own and have our own space and again I just want to say I understand the privilege that is part of the story. So please, please hear me that I know the things that are coming out of my mouth when I talk about feeling stuck and being pregnant and house hunting. That is a that is an honor and a gift, mm-hmm. and one I don't take lightly. So please know that I, I understand what's coming out of my mouth. Anyway, but during that time, I remember feeling like I don't, I don't see the end of this. I don't see how this is going to turn for the better. We were getting outbid by thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars. I'm like, no, nah, yes. can't play ball in that yep. up there with those big numbers. And I, I, it was the first time I ever struggled with anxiety because I didn't know how things were going to turn out. It mm. felt so hopeless. Um, and and we at were, a time I, when you're nesting, like as a pregnant totally. person, you're, you want to have your home ready. You want to be settled. I mean, I can't even imagine what that was like. Oh, yeah, because I was like, oh, we can bring a baby home to this? Like, is right. this where we're going to be? Is this so what's tough. happening? Like, again, so grateful for the their generosity. But it yeah. was like, oh, I'd love – you know, everybody wants to have their own space, right? Yes. And uh, all our stuff's in storage. And, and we didn't think it would take that long. So, of course, we were living out of a suitcase because all of our other clothes and shoes and everything. It was it was silly. And, um, and I remember looking at my husband being like, I feel so st- – I don't ever see the light at the end of the tunnel. And it took much longer than we thought. And sadly, that was like March. And I was very sick all the way until October 27th until I gave birth. So it was a really long, long six months of just not feeling like myself, feeling just trapped in my own body, honestly, imprisoned in my own body. Mm. And for those who've had hyperemesis, I know you're throwing up a fist in solidarity with me right now because you know how (laughs) awful it really is. And, uh, but during that time, I remember thinking like, this is a hamster wheel and I want to get off and I do not see how we're going to get out of this. And just, again, the sickness really, really put me lower than probably the average person would feel at that time. Mm. Um, and just wanting to see like, okay, what can we do? Like where, what little open door can we walk through to find peace in this time, to, 
to have vision for the next step. And I think when we feel stuck, we often lack vision for what could be. What is versus what could be is so hard to analyze. But if we can just go back, as you said, tell the truth to ourselves of the situation and being honest, like things aren't always so great. I am very optimistic. It's just my personality. So sometimes I'm one to ignore the, the hard parts. But the minute I get honest with myself is the minute I can have an accurate view of what's to come, right? I can really see what could be, what could be for my family, what could be. And also, I didn't want to, again, hyperemesis varies in all different ways. But during that time of feeling sick, it it took everything for me to get to work or to to feed my kid or anything like that just because you just never knew when you'd feel so sick and so it was just just felt like a bad mom during that time honestly and so feeling stuck Mm. of feeling like a poor mother and we had only adopted our son goodness six months before um so trying to bond with this sweet baby who's you know sweet baby I say baby he was two and a half (laughs) but this traumatized toddler who's going through all the things and all the feels and trying to be available to him emotionally mentally socially um, spiritually, trying to be yeah. available to him and trying to visioneer for what's next. So it's not always easy, right? We can feel so stuck, but we have to look at times where we can see what's to come or what's for the better and being willing to walk through hard doors. One of my favorite examples of this, Ashley, is Julia Child. And mm-hmm. I um, had such a fun time researching about her life and work for uh, my upcoming book. And it was so wonderful to discover that Julia Child was just like us. Now, when we, I mean, that name is, is a brand at this point, Julia Child, that's a, that's a, such a name and lights to so many of us. And especially for those who enjoy French cooking or have, you know, grew up watching, um, her shows or, or, you know, even if we don't remember her shows, we remember Dan Aykroyd on Saturday Night Live impersonating her and (laughs) nailing it. Um, but, uh. Early in her life, before we ever knew her as the chef that she was and the home cook that she was, um, she worked odd jobs. She um, she worked at a furniture store. She worked uh, for the government and then um, met the man of her dreams and then moved abroad. Um, but I remember there was a, a part in her life where she was working at this furniture store and she really wanted to be a writer so badly wanted to be a writer and Mm -hmm. she was sending various pitches to the new yorker and Mm. she kept getting rejection letter after rejection letter and in her journal she wrote sadly i'm an ordinary person Mm. not very good at anything wow julia child felt stuck julia child felt stuck what am i gonna do i'm working at this furniture and we're talking just retail she wasn't you know working at hq she was working in retail and just i feel i feel so ordinary feel not Mm. good at anything And this woman who wrote so many cookbooks would spend 19 hours in prep before a half an hour segment Mm. um, preparing a dish. Just such a gifted, uh, tenacious, um, just willing to put excellent, willing to put the work in. Yes. But there was a time when she felt so stuck and had no idea how things would turn out for the better. Had no idea how she could put her skills and her gifts to use in a way that was satiating to her soul. And so it's so encouraging the the people that we read about, and I, I'm a, I love memoirs, but these great people we read about today, we have to remember, and these great people we even think about today, perhaps on TV or movies, whatever it may be, they all started somewhere. They all have had that feeling of, okay, 
if I want to get to Y, I got to move through X because Z is on the other side of Y and that's where I really want to get to. You have to be willing to take the next step. And here's what's hard, folks, is when then the next step is the hardest step. I mean, through addiction, as you were sharing, like that's a hard step to want to get healing and wholeness from that, but knowing that it's the right step. And I think in so many of our lives, wherever you feel stuck, maybe, you know, if if you've felt so shamed by, um, it could be weight because we're women and sometimes we equate our the number on a scale to our success or fruitfulness in life, which is so not okay and so not how the Lord wired us. But so so many of us can feel shame in that. I've I've struggled with that. Um, whether it's in our job, we can feel so stuck feeling like things are never going to bend for the better. Things are never going to turn out. We have to first identify what's the truth of the situation. I love how you said that, Ashley, and really identifying what that next step is. And, and it could be another season of learning. And I think that can feel like a step backwards when the next thing feels like learning again or feels like um, sitting at the feet of someone else to to get unstuck and asking the Lord to open doors. I think that um, so many of us, if we're really honest, we don't want to put in the work to be unstuck and to move mm. through those hard seasons. And I bring up the weight thing, especially it's the new year. So many of us, that's, you know, I I, I think it's 90% of us have that, oh, lose five to 10 pounds at the top of the list. And, uh, but we have to be realistic of where, why do we want to get unstuck? Where are we going? And whether it's, you know, money or finances or job or whatever the dream may be, I think that that feeling of stuck, first of all, it just feels so hopeless for so long or, or, for, or, or such an intensity of hopelessness and really realizing I, my life isn't always going to be like this. My life isn't always going to be like this. It I is going to turn for the better. Yeah, it really is. And I think that, um, you know, we, you know, even speaking to the weight thing, I think sometimes, you know, not that this is about body image at all, but it's come up a few times, but I think it's important to examine our motivations. Yeah. Like why? And what does it really mean? Like, is it, you want a six pack? Cause why, you know, like, or you want to, um, why do you think you need to lose weight? Is it because you don't feel like you measure up or is it because you really want to? Um, and so I think examining motivations can also be a great help to, um, not staying stuck because it's like, actually you may not even need to do the thing that you're so stressed about. It's like, do you really need to lose that five to 10 pounds or can you just live your life and choose something else that you need to worry about? Um, and I think that that's, that's part of becoming unstuck. It's like, what, what really matters in my life? What do I really value? What do I need to move forward on? And I think part of the reason we get stuck with sort of, um, lesser things, if you will, or things that may not be the main thing we want to focus on is because we're just so afraid of reality, you know? Because maybe it's not about body image at all. Maybe it's actually about wanting to deal with anxiety or the fact that you might feel helpless or lack control in your life. And that's actually the thing that you want to fix. And so losing weight is not going to help you feel like you have more control or help you feel like you have less anxiety. You have to deal with the root of something instead of just a bunch of offspring. Um, And reality is a really hard thing. You know, it is actually really hard to stay present to just be in the moment and to go, hey, this is what life is right now. To look at it and go, okay, this is what it is. And then to imagine for yourself, what is the life that I want? What do I wanna see come out of the next six months? What do I wanna see come out of my relationships? What do I I want to see come out of my journey of faith? 
Um, and even pointing back to Julia Child, man, I love that somebody like that was sitting around thinking, I'm just ordinary. And I'm confident that so many women listening to this podcast have thought that thought, are thinking that thought. I don't bring anything to the world. I don't have anything to contribute. I don't have anything to give. Um, I'm just ordinary. And it could not be further from the truth. <laughs> you know, and there, there, we are ordinary human beings, all of us, you know, that's part of keeping ourselves humble. But at the same time, you have something extraordinary in you that is a gift to this world. And we need what you bring. We need the investment that you have to make. We need your contribution on this earth. It really does matter. Um, Absolutely. Th- this morning, I was um, coloring with my son, Levi. And he's so much fun. He's He definitely has an engineering brain, so he likes things in order. He'll line his things up. He will, you know, color perfectly in the lines. And this morning we were coloring some ninjas, and I colored um, one of the green ninjas purple. And he just went a little bit crazy, like, why are you coloring in purple? He's not purple. He needs to be this color. And so we had to stop and just talk for a minute about innovation and what it means to create and that it doesn't have to be perfect because that's actually what he goes for, you know, trying to get perfectly in the lines. And if he gets out of the line, sometimes he just wants to throw his paper away and start over. And I think some of us are like that. We have this ideal perfection that we're shooting for. And when we miss the mark, we spin ourselves into this guilt and shame cycle about how bad we are and about how awful we are. And we should just start all over when the truth is the process to getting unstuck is a messy one. It is not perfect. And so you make one choice at a time. And sometimes you're like, whoa, that was a little bit outside of the lines that didn't feel safe. That didn't feel great. But you know what? It's a decision made. And it's a few of those at a time that gets you enough momentum where you can actually get yourself unstuck. So I think if we stay focused on perfection or our intentions and what we're pursuing are not even the best or the highest for our lives, it keeps us stuck. So we kind of have to be okay with mess (laughs) and we have to be okay with examining why do we really want to do what we do? Um, and, and those are the things that can help us make decisions that will add momentum to our life. Absolutely. So well said. I think um, I love how you said that the the next step could be so messy, so much so that you might feel like it's a step backward. Right. But it's not. How true. It's not. It's yes. just a messy one. And That's right. whether it's reconciling with somebody or big yeah. dreams, whatever it may be for you, fill in the blank wherever you're stuck and whatever you want to get out of. Yes. Um, but it can be, I love that. It's messy. And I think that's that's part of life. I heard a quote once and it said, the struggle means I'm alive. I love struggle that. means I'm alive. Yeah. That's, this is, there's something to learn in that season when you feel there stuck. Is. I think also um, as the new year, it, if you're a person of faith or on a journey of discovering who Jesus is, when you feel stuck is the perfect time, perfect time to call out to God, to invite him in, to yeah. speak over your moment. And whether you've been walking with the Lord for 20 years or if you're just getting to know him for the first time, inviting him in. And I was, I'm reading The Sin of Certainty that you mentioned on a previous book. episode yes. by Peter Enns. I highly recommend it. Yep. I am loving it. I'm just over half done. And he talks about how in the Psalms and more specifically in Ecclesiastes, you see, oh, the Lord is so good. But then it's all these questions of why you let this happen or everything's yeah. meaningless of everything. And there's a reason that's in the word. There's a reason that's in the Bible is because we that's see right. that um, the Old Testament, the Israelites, they were human and they had those human emotions of feeling yeah. stuck, feeling like things are never going to change and God's never going to show up for them and, and all of these things. And they, they trusted God enough to be honest. Hmm. They trusted God enough to be honest. And we can do the same. We can trust God that. enough to yeah. be honest. And something that's been um, so sweet to me the last few weeks is actually in your latest version devotional, 
you write, you, it's so good. I've done it twice, Aww. but there's a, there's a part where it says surrender, trust, obey. Yeah. And I wrote that in my journal as I was processing through that day of the devotional. And that's what I just needed. That's been on repeat on my, mm. in my head of, of everything I'm going through, of everything our family's going through, of just surrender, surrender. Yeah. I can trust you, Lord. Surrender, trust, obey. It's just yeah. a, if you don't know where to start, start there. Yeah. Surrender. Trust the Lord that he's with you, that he's for you, that he's working on your behalf and that he's inviting you to be the woman or man you were always created to be. Yeah. And we can obey when he calls. And uh, that's that's been a, <laughs> a my north star, if you will, hmm. of getting unstuck so many times. That's where we got to where we got to start of like, Lord, I need you in this. I need you to reveal. And, you know, we've talked about this so many times on why, though, but often there is joy inaccessible by victory it's only accessible by hard times it's only accessible by feeling stuck and sometimes those are the greatest gifts are the ones that come in muddy messy times so we encourage you wherever you're at if you feel stuck identify the real situation and look for the open door look for the next right step that makes sense even if it's messy and even if it's hard yep i love that so much absolutely And guys, before we go today, we wanted to just let you know, um, you have heard Tiffany repeatedly talk about um, dreaming and living and creating this beautiful life that you love. And I think that that's one of the things that she excels in. It's one of the things that she imparts to us. And I'm so grateful for it. And her book is coming out in February. We're so excited. On February 6th, She Dreams is coming out. And we wanted to let you know about that in advance because it's available for pre-order, which is very exciting. And if you love hearing Tiffany's stories, if you love seeing how she can help you move the needle on things that you want to accomplish in your life, because she really does it in such a beautiful, honest, authentic, way. And then if you want to hear more stories like the one you heard about Julia Childs, my goodness, I would highly recommend that you go pre-order that book. We are so excited to be launching that out in February. Um, I can't wait. I cannot wait. So make sure you pick that up. Yes. (laughs) And links to all retailers are at shedreamsbook.com. You'll be able to see it all there. Mm. Well, thanks for joining us for this episode of Why Though. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey listeners, remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit tiffanybloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit ashabercrombie.org. See you next week.